This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Who wants to play a game? It's time for Hide and Seek. Since Hide and Seek, are we really going to play that? This is, this is the emergency broadcast system. It is intended for mature audiences. Now, a warning. Time for a quickie. Snack on this. It's a hide and seek. Joy 94.9 podcast exclusive. You're tuned to Hide and Seek Reimagined with myself, Tim, and I'm joined by the wonderful John Cock. G'day, g'day, Tim. How you doing? I'm very well. We are minus Michael. He's on a bit of a hiatus. But I was Aww. actually having a think about this. If we were to combine our names to make, like, a super team, it might unfortunately be called Little Cock. Uh, okay, so that's something that's never been applied to me before, so I don't know how I feel with that. <laughs> and I would tend to agree, it is rather large. Oh, thank you. <laughs> of course, this is a hide-and-seek quickie, a very exclusive podcast-only edition of Hide and Seek, where for all things about queer sex, and we are joined by the incredible Ben Diglett this week, and we're talking OnlyFans creations, John. Yes, we are. And uh, we're very lucky to have uh, Ben Diglett with us, uh, coming all the way from Queensland. And it's just wonderful to have you here with us today, Ben. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to have a creator with us. (laughs) Now, Ben, tell us about your journey to become a content creator. How did all this come about? Well, much like other people, I started during the first lockdown, the first wave that we had in uh, March 2020. I had lost my hospitality job because of it, and I needed to make money. And I was already kind of, you know, a bit of a first trap on Instagram kind of posting shirtless photos here and there, getting lots of Facebook likes and stuff like that. And I thought, why not take an extra step and take off all my clothes and see where that can take me? Like, maybe people want to pay for it. Uh, little did I know that it was actually quite in big demand for people to see me naked. And I ended up being quite successful in my first couple months. It really hit me like a hit me like a truck. I, was, I didn't expect it at all, but it it's turned out really well so far, and I've been pushing for like a year, and it just keeps going up and up. Well, look, I definitely have had a little bit of a look through your uh, <laughs> your your back catalogue, catalog. and uh, <laughs> uh, I have to say, I understand the demand there. Um, so, as a career, how much and what kind of work is involved to be a successful content creator? Ooh. Uh, Keyword successful, I would say putting in at least maybe 10 to 12 hours a week, uh, just making content and then like figuring out how you would like to post it, scheduling posts, organizing things with other content creators. I think putting that much amount of effort, you'll probably be successful. Uh, I do know a lot of people who don't put that amount of effort and it doesn't, it kind of bites them back in the butt. Uh, 
if you would like to be successful on OnlyFans, it will take a lot of work, especially in the early couple months where um, you're just starting out and you haven't really got a fan base to like rely on. Uh, you will have to put an extra effort to an extra work to just kind of create a brand for yourself and see where your niche can take you. So walk us through a normal shoot. Like, do you employ props? How does it all kind of pan <laughs> out? Create a scene well, for us. Well, like you would see in porn studio, you kind of like in porn studio porn, you kind of have this dude holding a camera. Only fans porn, I would say, is nowhere near that fancy. It's probably it's really just two dudes in a bedroom with maybe, maybe if one of the dudes has it, a tripod to hold their iPhone. Um, I don't actually use a tripod. I literally stick my iPhone in like a mug or a cup and just tilt it downwards so that I can like get a good angle of my body and stuff like that. But we'll like we'll start off with like a conversation and of what we want to make and hopefully get to know what we like and then film ourselves having fun and then that's it. One of us does the editing and then we send it to each other and then we're welcome to just post it at our leisure. So how important is artistic expression to you and being able to control your own content? Oh, that is actually quite important because from a business point of view, I always want to satisfy what the fans are looking for. And because I have a brand, a niche, um, for those who don't, who don't know, I'm quite hairy and I'm quite short. That's like my specific physical niche. So people who want to see porn of me want to see my hair. They want to see my body hair and they want to see me preferably with someone larger so that they can really emphasize how short I am. I always want to keep that brand in everything I create. So a lot of the people that I am making content with, they're tall and they're not as hairy as me. So it just emphasizes that. And I know other people that I make also have their own brands. Like maybe they're a smelly jock. Um, so they'd want to keep their socks on during the, the scene or something like that. So to emphasize the fact that they look smelly. Um, that stuff is really important because that is what the fans want to see. So I am always about satisfying the fans' fetish, the fans' niche and kink and stuff like that. Can I ask you, what is the funniest or best experience you've had as a content creator? The funniest? Well, the best experience I had is I did a shoot with someone or a scene with someone and the sex that we had was rather, I was a sub in the situation and they were a dom. And they're very clearly like, um, if you look, if you just watch the video, they're kind of like fucking me with no, um, remorse. Like they're, I'm, I'm almost like not being taken advantage of, but like in a consensual way, obviously. But so I'm being fucked really rough. And on the camera, it kind of looks like I'm having a terrible time or I'm struggling, like a struggle fuck. But we would do things that you wouldn't be able to see on the cameras just to make sure that I was able to handle it. One of the things that we would do is, he would have his hand in my mouth and I would bite really, really hard if he was going too far. And that way he would know to pull back. He would um, whisper things in my ear, which you cannot see or hear on camera, but it was really helpful to have that kind of like communication in plain sight, but not obvious to the viewer. So that was like a real eye opener for me because you can't really use safe words in a scene that's going to be used as porn. You'll have to like do this no. weird thing where you edit out the audio, and I, I, I don't know how to do that. So we instead we implemented like physical, like uh, ways to show each other that wouldn't be, be translated onto camera. And I think that's something that every porn person should try and implement. So it's like 
they squeeze your arm or something like that, something a bit less obvious. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed biting his hand. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> okay, uh, so back in August, OnlyFans uh, announced, at least initially, that they were going Ooh. to halt adult content creation. I know. Um, but they later, they later backflipped. Um, but... While they did eventually backflip on it, uh, it created a great deal of unrest amongst content creators. So, how did the announcement affect you? Oh, I was angry. I was pissed off. Um, I'm sure every, every OnlyFans person I was talking to was also pissed off, because um, the initial reaction is you kind of read what they're saying, and they're like, oh, that's bullshit, they hate sex work, yada yada, because OnlyFans has been, even though it's like, you know, 99% porn, it's never really <laughs> advertised itself as a porn site. Um, you yeah. look at OnlyFans making posts and they'll advertise things like people making music or people making art. And then you actually go to the people who are making the music and art and everything that they, that they post is actually porn. So OnlyFans has always been a bit sketchy about what it's actually about. So when we first got that initial, um, I think it was an articles that came out before we even got an email from OnlyFans, articles were coming out saying OnlyFans is taking away porn. Initially, we were all quite pissed. Then eventually, I think 24 hours later, an email actually from OnlyFans came out to creators to, that were saying, we have to, uh, they said we have to, something along the lines of uh, MasterCard and Visa weren't going to support OnlyFans if they continued just putting porn on it. But then two days later, Visa and MasterCard said, we never said that. And then OnlyFans said, oops, and then re retracted all of its statements back and then now has porn again. It was very confusing as a creator to kind of see, watch that all unfold because in two days, you know, sex workers are very malleable. Like they, they can come, they can come up with new ideas instantly. So in those two days, every OnlyFans creator I know had already like created backups. We had like plans to do our own thing. And in just those two days, we we're all ready to like abandon ship, but then the ship stopped sinking. So now I guess we're just back on OnlyFans again. It's all been very confusing. I can imagine. Uh, this is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. We are doing an exclusive podcast quickie for you. And we are joined by Ben Diglett, who's an OnlyFans and content creator from Brisbane. We'll be back shortly with some more. This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Got time for a quickie? I can see your dirty pillows. Catch all the Hide and Seek quickies on your fave podcasting app. This is an exclusive podcast-only edition of Hide and Seek. We're calling them quickies. I hope you like our new format. And we are joined by Ben Diglett, who is a content creator from Brisbane. He's been on uh, platforms like OnlyFans. And we were talking before the break about OnlyFans and how they were going to um, shut off porn. And they did a bit of a backflip, but I can imagine, Ben, you would have been considering other platforms at the time as well. Yes, that is correct. Um, you know, once the big fish dies, you kind of have to go to like the next lesser big fish. And in this case, it was just for fans. They have the second highest traffic for uh, that kind of porn content. And initially, as soon as I saw the uh, announcement from OnlyFans, I was like, well, I'm going to go to the next best thing. And I made an account on just for fans. But in this uh, kind of like whirlwind of just for fans creating all this traffic because of OnlyFans, um, just for fans came. I remember they came up with a statement on Twitter, something along the lines of 
we support sex work, we are made by sex workers, yada yada. It was awesome up until some allegations came out about one of the owners of Just For Fans, and that created a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Suddenly Just For Fans was getting a cancel treatment, um, dissimilar to OnlyFans, just fans were getting cancelled because of one of the owners was uh, outed as a sex predator or something like that. Unfortunately, it is just allegations, so I don't know what's true and what's not. But I do know that it made a lot of fans, a lot of people who are into porn, not wanting to support just for fans, and that's pretty bad in in um in, in this whole two day whirlwind that uh was going. Like OnlyFans was going down, just for fans was having its reputation ruined. There was kind of a very little places to go. And did you decide to jump ship? Well, after I saw that, I was I said, well, I'm not going to put right. out, adjust the fans out like that. Regardless of um, moral value, like morally, obviously, I don't want to. But financially, it would also be pretty bad. Uh, it would not, it would, just the fans in itself wouldn't make as much money as OnlyFans. But even with those allegations on top of that, as a business person, I'd be stupid to put out adjust with hands fair enough so how do you think that the pandemic has affected the direct content market with all due respect i think the pandemic has been really well to the uh, uh direct porn market i think with a lot of people being stuck at home i think a lot of people have been looking at porn and i think a lot of people have been realizing a lot of the porn that they see is not good enough for them like you you watch the same three videos you have saved on pornhub and you're kind of like, oh, I want something else. I want something different. I want something that has more personality, something where I know the person, and something that's a bit more tailored for me. <laughs> People who are OnlyFans really do come in because we, you can see as many as many uh, studio pawns as you want, but with OnlyFans, you know, it's a, it's a bit more, it's much much more personal, much more like this is like you're kind of watching a friend kind of just like feel themselves and have sex and fulfill their um, s- sexual desires, and that is a lot sexier in like these kind of lonely times, if, if, if I can say that. All these people being at home, kind of like alone. They don't want cold, stale porn. They want something with heart and emotion. And I know that's it's so silly because you're, you're, you're watching a video of your friend getting um, a dick put, put in their butt. But it's there's something close about that. You kind of really feel uh, connected to the porn star more than you would in a studio porn environment. To that point, uh, one of the benefits of these kinds of platforms is you do have that direct communication with the star, let's say. Have you had any interesting requests from people? Absolutely. I get tons of requests because I constantly actually ask for them. I love um, OnlyFans has this system where as soon as someone subscribes, you can send them like an automated message. And my automated message is always, do you have any requests? And that gets some really interesting answers. A lot of people want to see their kinks that they enjoy, but have me live through them. Things like piss play, things like uh, poppers is a big one. They really like a good popper bait. And they love seeing public stuff as well. Um, I will say, all three of those things I just mentioned are not allowed to be on OnlyFans due to the terms of service. However, tons of people still post that stuff on OnlyFans. It's a bit of a, like a, a bit of a cheat situation where as long as you don't write the word popper bait in the caption, you can kind of get away with it. And ah. I think most of the people that want to see, they want to see, because I'm so hairy and they like piss play, they kind of want to see like that kind of wet look on the yep. hair. That, that kind of like, you know, oh, urine's come on me. So uh, my hair's all wet and it probably <laughs> smells like piss kind of thing. So I've had requests for people to like, here, I'll give you a certain amount of money 
And in return, they get a video of me pissing on myself. And honestly, those are a lot of fun because I know that they are absolutely going to enjoy that video. I love fulfilling that fantasy. You just have to clean up the mess afterwards. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to see the shower after. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just on that, have you explored any new kinks uh, as the result of one of those requests? Absolutely. I mean, even just talking about piss play, I've never once even thought about piss play until until I started OnlyFans. Um, other things like uh, being tied up, I think a lot of people want to see bondage as well. I've always wanted to experience bondage, but it wasn't until I actually started making money off porn that I really started exploring that kink. And I think that was awesome because now it's something that I do off camera. Like I love being tied up. And I think I, I do, I thank porn for that. Um, initially, I wasn't in love with being filmed, but now I kind of have like this whole like exhibitionist kink of like, I would love for just a group of people to watch me, you know, um, pleasure themselves. Uh, a big thing actually that I love now is people will send me videos of them jacking off while watching me and as a porn star that is like the biggest compliment in the world to have proof that this person is literally getting off on the stuff that you're making it's like it's like a five-star rating it's like oh this is what i'm here to do i want to do it again and again and again so they can get off again and again i just absolutely love that has it changed the way that you approach sex now do you always have a camera at the ready oh that is a 100 i whenever i'm jacking off if I, unless I'm really tired, I'll always consider, oh, is this going to be a good cum shot? Do I look good here? Will this make good content? And I think in a way that's kind of ruining jacking off for me in a little, a little bit, because I'm always thinking, oh, this could be making money. This could be making content. This could be making someone happy. Um, in terms of sex, I really will only want to film sex if I'm doing it with another person who's on OnlyFans. Yeah. I don't want to kind of bring that into my personal sex life because then it's just me benefiting from it because as much as as lovely as it is to have like a boyfriend that would want to help me make money i personally wouldn't really have that conscience i would have to do it with someone else who'd be making money off it it'd have to be a collaboration i can't i can't 100 percent benefit from uh filming myself having sex but jacking off like that's something i'll always consider to film and it will ruin some sometimes like the, the the pleasure that I'm having with myself, just sticking a camera in front of me and being like, got to make sure this cum shot's good. Got to make sure it, it, it hits the camera or goes on my body or something. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed our hide and seek quickie this evening or day, whatever time you're listening with Ben Diglett, who's a content creator on OnlyFans and those kinds of platforms. Ben, if people want to look you up, where can they go to do that? Where's your page? Uh, I am at Ben Diglett on Twitter. I am at Ben Diglett on Instagram. And I'm at Ben Diglett on OnlyFans. Too easy. Well, don't forget all our podcast and podcast extras and quickies now are available at joy.org.au forward slash hide and seek. Those links will also be on this podcast as well. So check those out. Ben, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I'd like a long, hard screw against the wall, please. Get it any way you want it. Hide and seek. Now available as a quickie or podcast. Only at joy.org.au forward slash hide and seek. 
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.